Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and changemakers. There's something special about people who make decisions that go against the grain of societal expectations. Whether we make those decisions out of necessity, frustration, depression, or some other motivation is less important than the willingness to embark on a new journey. Today's episode is inspired by a quote from an excellent book by Patrick Bringley, All the Beauty in the World, the Metropolitan Museum of Art and Me. In the book, Bringley documents the loss of his brother to cancer, how he quit a dream job, and became a guard at the Metropolitan Museum of Art for 10 years. It's worth your time to help you examine your life, look beyond what is obvious, and find what is hidden. Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 723. When you're faced with earth-shattering life events, what do you do? What about those mundane realities that over time create a mix of boredom and despair? So much of our life is prescribed and guided by societal, cultural, and familial expectations. Gender roles and norms tell us who wears the pants and who has the most value. Social media has become the next institution to line up alongside government, religion, and education to teach us how to fall in line. And all of this is exhausting during the normal day and too much to handle when our lives crumble. That is why one of the best things we can learn to do for ourselves is to look beyond what is obvious and search for hidden truths in plain sight, not to mention to find new stories for our lives that replace the old stories that have long turned to dust and dogma. But the question you might be asking right now is, Chris, this all sounds well and good, but how do I do this? I already have too much on my plate as it is. Good question. The answer is found in a quote from All the Beauty in the World, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and me by Patrick Bringley. For 10 years, Bringley was a guard at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and he learned a thing or two about looking at and examining art. And I think we can expand his methodology from art to our lives. But first, here's the quote. Bringley writes, In time, I develop a method for approaching a work of art. I resist the temptation to hunt right away for something singular about a work. The big deal that draws the focus of textbook writers. To look for distinctive characteristics is to ignore the greater part of what a work of art is. A portrait by Francisco de Goya is beautiful because of traits peculiar to his genius, but also because colors are beautiful, and shapes are beautiful, and faces are pretty, and curls tumble in short because attributes of our diverse and beguiling world have been recruited into a worthy medium. The first step in any encounter with art is to do nothing, to just watch, giving your eye a chance to absorb all that's there. We shouldn't think this is good, or this is bad, or this is a Baroque picture, which means X, Y, and Z. Ideally, for the first minute, we shouldn't think at all. Art needs time 
to perform its work on us. What an amazing quote. And I'm going to examine it in further detail and break it down into five steps that hopefully we can apply to anything from our life and work to our creative projects and dreams that we want to bring into the world. The first step is this. Pause big deal thinking. As Bringley writes, the big deal is what textbook writers use to explain art. And it's that one thing we need to look for or experience in art. And what's interesting is big deal thinking is really all around us. We want to know what to look for. We want to know what the traps are in a given industry or pursuit. We want to know the successes and failures ahead of time before we even start. We want meaning, motivation, and purpose prescribed to us in big deal thinking so that we can cut ahead in line, so that we can do those things faster and more impactful than having to learn them all over again or even learning them to begin with. And this big deal thinking keeps us from spending time in reflection and examination of possibilities, but also in practice. Being able to practice through sucking at something is something that big deal thinking takes us away from. So the second step is to step away from your routine. Because the interesting thing is when we are immersed in any form of routine or habit, we then only see what we have enabled our minds to see by that constant effort and work in our routines. So by stepping away from that, even for a few minutes, we start to see something new. Not only that, but we get to see how we feel about this new input over time. The third step is this. Clear your mind. Perhaps my favorite part of Bringley's methodology is what to do when approaching art. Again, he writes, do nothing. To just watching, giving your eye a chance to absorb all that's there. I think we can do the same thing with our lives, our work, projects, dreams, and expectations by learning to clear our minds. And I'm not disciplined enough to be able to do this without leaving my workspace. And so it helps me to go for a walk in the forest or even on the waterfront, to take a shower, to do things that allow my mind to go into different modes of operation. I'm not trying to solve problems. I'm just letting my mind wander. And another way to clear your mind is through meditation or even prayer, allowing your mind to think about something you're grateful about, uh, being able to repeat a mantra over and over, or simply paying attention to your breathing. By allowing your mind to rest and relax, it's going to come up with something unexpected and beyond the obvious. But when that happens, the fourth thing is to delay judgment. As I mentioned earlier, we live in constant judgment both externally and internally. We may not be able to delay the judgment of others, but we can learn to do this for ourselves. And a massive area where we should delay judgment is ideation and brainstorming. When we get ideas, we instantly want an evaluation of whether it's worthwhile, (laughs) prone to success, or if it's simply another idea for the trash heap of our lowered expectations. 
By delaying judgment, we're more apt to explore the idea, to develop it beyond just an initial flash of inspiration and instant success to then start seeing how it fits in to our work, our systems of creativity, and its impact long-term in our life and work. Fifth and finally, eliminate instant expectations. How many times have you quit something because you didn't see instant results? We're surrounded by the 10 things you need to do to hack your way to a better life. I'm susceptible to all of them. I always will be because there's something attractive about something that will happen immediately. As a kid, I struggled with my weight. I mean, I still do. But then I dreamt of being stuck in a fat suit where I could simply unzip it and step out. How's that for instant expectations? Now, if I don't lose eight pounds in the first week of a weight loss plan, I'm devastated and probably quit because of those instant expectations. But the truth is, seeing beyond the obvious takes time. And that's why it's so much different from the just take this pill mentality of our modern world. Again, learning to see beyond the obvious is going to take time and a lot of hard work. But it is worth it. It helps you to eliminate the need for instant results a demand for relevance in everything you do, and it helps you to build a creative practice that's going to last your entire life, and in some instances, beyond your life. So I end with this question. What story will you discover as you look beyond the obvious, as you take that time to explore what's beneath the surface? Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.